Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people. Today is no exception. We have a great guest. But first, a quick chat about goal setting. Goal setting is one of the most important aspects to achieving anything in life. If you don't know where you're going, you might end up someplace else. I'd like to invite you to join me for three days on the Mexican Riviera for an intensive goal setting retreat so that you start your 2020 with energy, purpose, focus, and momentum. The annual goal setting retreat will take place over the first weekend in December on the beautiful Mexican Riviera. Registration is now open. You can register directly at victorjm.com events. That's victorjm.com events. Or send an email to goals at victorjm.com. That's goals at victorjm.com. We keep these retreats small and intimate. This event will sell out. Send an email to goals at victorjm.com. We're back here on the Weekend Edition. We talk to notable people, and today we have a very special show. We have someone who is not from the world of real estate, but from the world of thought leadership. Welcome to the show, all the way from Toronto, Canada, Nikki Ballou. Victor Minash, thank you so much for having me. It's a complete and total honor. Great to have you, Nikki. Now, you come from the world of thought leadership. You've been a coach to senior executives and corporations. You've coached Olympic athletes. You've coached people doing a foot race to the North Pole. Give a little bit of your backstory and how you got into this line of work. Great question, Victor. So the first thing that your listener needs to know about me is that I am a proud immigrant to Canada. My family and I are Christians from the Middle East, from Iran. And we came to Canada in the early 80s. And my mom and dad wanted us to come here and live here because they believed that living in the West would give us an opportunity to pursue our dreams and make of ourselves what we could achieve life as the best version of ourselves. And so that informs me and my philosophy and how I approach everything. And I'm very, very grateful to have the opportunity to be in such an incredible country, in such an incredible part of the world, where truly, if you're able to work hard and believe in your dreams, anything is possible. And the first thing that I did when I graduated university is I did what every good Iranian child of Iranian parents did, and I got a good job with a good company. I worked for Unitel AT&T in the telecommunications space. And I steadily progressed through the ranks, and it was a great experience. But there was a part of me that was telling me, this isn't what you're meant to do with your life. You're meant for something different. You're meant for something more. And so I, I, I got into the world of entrepreneurship. I was bitten by the bug, and I got involved in a bunch of different entrepreneurial businesses. I ran a health and fitness company with a couple of Olympic gold medalists, Donovan Bailey and Mark McCoy. And I became one of the top fitness trainers in the country at that time. And I got to work with our mutual friend, Raymond Aaron, who was crazy enough at the age of 62 to decide he wanted to do a foot race to the North Pole. And as a result of working with such achievement-oriented individuals like the Olympic gold medalists, like Raymond Aaron, I became very interested and passionate about learning about what it takes to achieve at the highest level. And so that ended up becoming my business. You know, I, I wrote a book called Finish Line Thinking, How to Think and Win Like a Champion. And I started coaching some of the top performers in business. One of the folks that I was working with was really involved in thought leadership. You and I both know him. And he gave me an insight into that world, and I caught the thought leadership bug. And I'm fascinated by the world of thought leadership because, to me, thought leadership is some of the highest paid work in the world because it's the most difficult work in the world. Absolutely. You know, there's many different grades of expertise. An expert is somebody who just knows something. 
an authority, someone who's known for knowing something. And in order to be known for knowing something, you actually have to do the thinking. You have to develop your own intellectual property that's uniquely yours. And I know that, in fact, you and I have done work together in that arena. So definitely would be keen to hear your thoughts on that, to share that with our listeners. So I'll I'll tell you one thing. The first pillar of thought leadership is about doing original thinking and creating your own intellectual property. Matt Church, who's someone that uh, I've uh, introduced to you uh, in terms of his thinking and his work, has done a lot of work in this arena. And it's work that, that we've absorbed into the work that we do with our clients. And it's all about, hey, first discover what is your expertise? What have you spent a lifetime figuring out? And then start to turn that into intellectual property. And he has a really unique format called Pink Sheets, which really is a fancy way of saying, you know, take your intellectual property and put it down on a sheet of paper in the form of a a snapshot. And the first thing that I think everyone needs to do is they start to need to think about what is it that is their expertise? What are things that they know to be true? And if they sit down and actually write that down, do the difficult work of thinking it through and write it down, they're going to have at least the beginnings of a body of work that, that can take them really anywhere they want to go in the world of business picture. That's one of the things that for me was transformational. And, you know, you encouraged me to write a couple of books. Of course, even this podcast was the result of some of the work that we did together, refining the ideas, refining and gaining clarity on what my message is. And how do you communicate that in a way that is going to connect not just with one individual, but with a broad range of individuals? How do you communicate that in several different modalities so that your entire audience will in fact connect with it? That's a brilliant question. So there are really six modalities that you can use to expand upon and publish your thought leadership. So one of those modalities is is a one-on-one conversation, right? That modality is uh, like a coaching conversation, a mentorship conversation. So you could teach this to me in a one-on-one conversation, and we're doing that right now. But another modality is to have a one-to-many level conversation. And actually, even though this is a one-on-one conversation, you've got tens of thousands of followers and listeners, so they're going to hear this, and your thought leadership is going to be published to them as well. And then another modality in which you can take this information and teach it to someone is through a workshop or a retreat or a group training program where you actually charge a certain amount of money for everyone to participate. That's a bit of a one-to-many, but it's also an in-depth experiential program. And that allows you to not just teach it in you know, a, a one or two minute conversation with somebody, but to spend one, two, three days going in-depth having an immersive experience. And during that type of learning experience, the people that are in that room can learn from you at a much deeper level. They'll absorb it better and they'll be able to take that and start to apply it in their world. Another thing you can do is you can publish it in the form of a book or an online training course. All these modalities are extremely powerful. And as a thought leader, you want to be working in multiple modalities. You want to have your message be out there in multiple ways. That way, the maximum number of people that are interested in your message will be able to hear it. One of the things that I've seen is that you can have some of the best intellectual property in the world. You could have a pile of gold sitting in the middle of the Sahara Desert, but if nobody knows it's there, it doesn't matter. So it's really all about communicating the message, letting people know about it, and putting it in a place where they will actually see it. Because again, if they can't see it, it doesn't matter. If they can't see it, it absolutely doesn't matter. And 
another thing that's really, really important about how to get your message out there is you don't want to dilute your message by talking about too many things. Yes, you can have your expertise in thought leadership in multiple aspects of, for example, real estate development, but it's better to be known for doing one thing in that arena better than anybody else. That way you'll be seen as a thought leader in that arena. Message thought leadership is very powerful and very important. So one of your message thought leadership arenas, Victor, is around raising capital. In fact, you wrote a book about it called Magnetic Capital. Right. People know you as someone who can raise capital. So when there's folks out there who want to learn about that, they'll seek you out. They'll want to listen to your podcast. They'll want to sign up for your workshops or your mentorship program. That's way better than just being known as, you know, uh, Joe Globe in the real estate development. When we talk about thought leadership, what are some of the things that you counsel people to focus on? Uh, because there's so many things you could do. And if you try and do too many things at once, of course, you probably accomplish nothing. Where do you steer people to focus initially if they're just getting started? Perhaps they're going from being an expert. They want to break out of that and more known in the marketplace. That's a fantastic question as well. So number one is you need to do the work. You need to do the hard thinking that will establish you as a thought leader. If you don't have a body of intellectual property, you can't be a thought leader. I mean, the, the very phrase thought leader, thought leadership presupposes that you're someone who does thinking. So you need to do that thinking. You need to create IP. Second thing you need to do is you actually need to focus your message on one area and one thing. You need to be known for solving one problem, not multiple problems. If, if you are all things to all people, you're nothing to nobody. The worst thing to do as a thought leader is say, yeah, I can help you with your real estate development needs, but you know what? I'm also a great fitness coach. And if you need me to, I can do some relationship coaching as well. You, you've got no credibility if you do that, right? That, that's actually the sign of someone who's desperate and is just trying to get some traction. So be known for doing one thing and be known for doing it better than anybody else. And then the corollary to that is you want to pursue a strategy of preeminence around that. So if you're known for doing one thing and you're known for doing it better than anyone else, you're going to be able to establish yourself as the preeminent authority in the space. People are going to start to seek you out rather than, you know, want to go after somebody else or just anybody, right? And then if you have that strategy of preeminence, this is the best part about having that strategy. You're able to charge premium prices. People are going to seek you out based on the value that you can deliver. And they're not going to be comparing what you do to somebody else. And, and saying, okay, you know what? That guy charges $2,000. You charge $5,000. I'm going to go with that guy. They're going to pay the $5,000 to work with you because you're someone who's known as the preeminent person in the field. The value of the $5,000 they spend with you is that they'll get a way higher return from that than they would if they simply said, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go for the lowest common denominator, lowest price person in the book. And then finally, you want to be able to leverage your thought leadership in multiple ways, in multiple arenas, and you want to be able to deliver it across multiple platforms. So one-on-one, one-to-many, doing things like speaking, workshops, writing books, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So if someone follows those pillars of thought leadership and they start to methodically apply them, very soon they're going to move out of the space of just being known for their expertise and they're going to be known for their thought leadership. They're going to be known as the go-to authority in their space. 
We live in a pretty noisy world. There's a lot of people trying to get people's attention. There's what I call interruption marketing, where they try and just interrupt you and somehow trick you into paying attention over here. In my view, the marketplace is pretty tired of that. Uh, How do you get attention in today's market? You know, that's a great question. And I'll, I'll tell you something. One of the things that really helps in getting attention is being known for one thing, like having that message level thought leadership, and then not going after everybody, but going after a specific audience. The more clear you are, the more niche your audience is, the easier it's going to be for you to stand out. There are not going to be a lot of Tony Robbinses in the world. Would you agree with that, Victor? Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's way better for you to be the best version of you than to try to be a second rate version of Tony Robbins. So it's better for Victor Minaj to be known as the preeminent guy for attracting capital in the world of real estate development than for you to try and duplicate what Tony does and go after everybody in the space. So I believe that's the key to standing out and being sought after. People need to know what makes you different. And they won't know that unless you show them how you stand out, how you can help them in a way that nobody else can. I know you host a podcast. I obviously host a podcast. And the podcasting world seems to focus on things like download metrics and social media metrics, like how many likes did you get on this post and and all of that. What's your view on how large an ecosystem you need to have a viable business, how to develop that ecosystem, how to nurture that ecosystem so that it actually translates into business? I think the answer to that is it depends. You know, there was a very famous article written by a fellow named Kevin Kelly a few years ago called A Thousand True Fans. And he developed this theory based on studying bands. So he found that music bands that had a thousand true fans Basically, people who'd go to their shows, buy their CDs, download their songs, buy their merchandise. If you had a thousand of those in the world of music, you'd have a viable career as a musician. You could actually go out there and make that your career. So in my view, being a thought leader, you don't even need as many as a thousand. If you had 252 fans, you could have a very lucrative business through that. So someone like yourself, for example, Victor, And I know you have way more than that, but let's say if you had 250 people that followed everything you did and said, these are people who'd be ready to invest in your projects, ready to sign up for your masterminds, ready to do group coaching sessions with you, one-on-one mentorship with you. You could have a million dollar plus a year thought leadership practice just out of that. And you could probably raise somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 to 30 million a year to invest in various real estate projects. So you wouldn't need a huge audience, right? And I would say this to anyone listening to your show who's interested in applying the principles of thought leadership to what they do. The first thing you want to do is you want to have at least 100 people know who you are, understand the value that you can offer and be really interested in it, enough to want to listen to your podcast, come to your events, et cetera, et cetera. And then grow it from there. And if you can get to 1,000 of them, you're you're in a fantastic place. But in certain cases, you don't even need to get to 1,000. And that's the power of niching. In today's noisy world, there's so many people out there not just trying to get in, gain attention. There's a lot of people out there hard selling. And I have this belief that nobody really wants to be sold. They want to make the decision themselves that this is something that's attractive to them. And, and then they approach 
whoever is offering a service or whoever has something that's attractive. How do you, as a thought leader, stay on the right side of that line? You know, I, I like that question very much too. You know our mutual friend, Mark Von Muser, right? I do, yeah. He's somebody who has said to us repeatedly at events that you and I have both been at, don't sell, serve. It's not about doing the hard sell. And nobody likes being hard sold. It's, it's an awful feeling. I mean, I remember back in the day, I used to go to, a, to the store that's no longer around called Future Shop. And the, the salespeople there were all paid on commission. The moment you walked in the door, they would be on you like white on rice, right? It was unbelievable. Yeah, can I help you? What do you need? Blah, blah, blah. Whoa, it was overwhelming to, to be in a Future Shop store. They had the best prices, so I'd just grin and bear it and go in there and, and, and do what I needed to do. But it was never a pleasant experience, right? And so I think in this day and age, people aren't interested in that. What they are interested in, they're interested in people who are advocates for them. They want to know people care. Mark Von Muser said this to me, and I, and I think it's such a powerful phrase. He said, your biggest competitive advantage in business is how much you care about your fellow man and woman. Think about that. If people can feel that from you as a thought leader, that you come from a place of care and concern for them, and you, you don't have what he calls commission breath. Isn't that a, a, a wonderful phrase, commission breath? I love it. <laughs> right? I, me too. If you don't have commission breath, people are going to see that you're not like everybody else. And once they see that you're not like everybody else, they're going to be far more open to doing business with you. Their biodefense mechanisms are going to drop, and you're going to be in a position to show them how you can serve them. And then if it's appropriate, you'll do business. And that's the way it should be. I love that. I love that. It, it's a very strong image, and it, it really conveys the, the whole idea. Absolutely, it does. It's, it's brilliant. I've been very blessed to have a lot of great mentors in my life, and Mark is definitely one of them. He, he really understands the importance of serving people, and, and yet he's also clear that you're operating a business. You're in a capitalist system, so it's important to bring results and create sales and all that good stuff, but it's not a numbers game, Victor. It's a human game. I love that. Well, Nikki, if folks want to get in touch and learn more, what's the best way? So the best way for them to get in touch with me is to go to ecircleacademy.com. I've got a couple ways for folks to get in touch with me. So one, if they're interested in batting these concepts around, there's a button they can click on over there that says book a success call. That's absolutely free. So they can click on that and jump on a calendar with me. Or if they're not ready to do that, there's another button on that same website that says watch free masterclass. And I've got about a, a 45 to 50 minute masterclass on some of these principles. And that's also completely free. And they can go sign up for that and watch that. And, and, and Victor, I highly encourage you to come check out my podcast, the Thought Leader Revolution. It's, it's a great podcast. Every week we interview great thought leaders. You're going to be back on the show in a little while uh, as well. I've had you on a couple times before. But we, we get to have great people like Jack Canfield, John Maxwell, Scott Adams, Barbara Corcoran, Ken Blanchard. All of these are some iconic thought leaders who really understand what it takes to be a thought leader. And they're eager to share their ideas on how you can bring thought leadership, how you can bring your expertise into your life and your business so that you can elevate both to the level that you want to do so. I love it. Well, for the listeners at home, definitely check out uh, Nikki at ecircleacademy.com. And uh, Nikki, do you also have something uh, for our listeners? I do. Victor, I'm going to send you a link 
uh, by email that you can include in your show notes. We have a, a, a book that's been written by Matt Church called The Thought Leader Practice. It's an actual hard copy, hardcover book. This book has basically a roadmap on how to create a thought leadership-based practice for yourself and, and use that to generate you know, half a million, a million, two million dollars a year as a thought leader. And we offer that absolutely free. We, we even pay for the shipping. So if these concepts are interesting to you, definitely click on that link. I'll be sending it to Victor. Fill out your information over there, and we'll put a book in the mail for you. I love that. And I have to tell you, I've read uh, Matt Church's book, and the principles in there, the practices that he advocates are absolute gold. I've used them in my business and it certainly clarified my thinking, clarified my messaging, and gotten rid of a lot of the noise and confusion that often comes out of, let's say, a bright mind that isn't necessarily fully organized. He definitely has a very, very solid way of approaching this. So definitely, you'll want to reach out and get that free book. Awesome. Thank you, Victor, for the opportunity to come and speak to your audience. It's been a real delight, my friend. Well, thank you, Nikki. And for the listeners at home, definitely reach out to Nikki at eastcircleacademy.com. And in the meantime, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.